And what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Shondell Hope. This is another episode of University of Mobile Athletic Podcast. And today I have um, a very well-known person on campus, I would say. I think it's um, every time I come to, well, I have to go to every athletic event. Uh, every time I'm in the crowd, I see her. So I know that she supports basically all sports, really. This is um, a player on the women's golf team. She's a junior nursing major from Clanton, Alabama. We have the one and only Miss Addie Argent. Addie, how are you? I'm good, thank you. That's good. How is your semester going? It's good. It's been a little slower in the beginning, but it's been good to be able to have more time to focus on golf mm-hmm. and just getting ready for clinical to start back up and getting the season started. Mm-hmm. And are you, because you're a junior and you're you're doing clinicals this semester? Yes. When is, is it later in the semester? It'll start in March. Ooh. So you had clinicals last semester? Yes, yes I did. How was that? It was good. It was a balance, definitely just waking up early and making that time to study and still getting the practice time I needed in. Mm-hmm. I got you. So let's go back to like in the beginning when all of this started, because you're here on a golf scholarship, correct? Correct. Yes. And you came here for golf. I did. So you're from Clanton, which is near Faulkner, correct? Faulkner University? It is. It's about um, 30 minutes north of it. We are. Yes. And you... That's between Tuscaloosa and Auburn. Yes, we're yeah. like in the middle. <laughs> so I'll go. I'll I'll ask that question later. But like Clan, Alabama, how was it growing up there? And uh, was golf like the main priority as as in what you want to do in college? Um, so Clanton's a very small town, mm-hmm. and so everybody's really close and supportive in the community. But I actually was not super into golf till about my sophomore or junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I was really known for basketball, and that's what I put a lot of time and energy into. Mm-hmm. And I also cheered and played tennis. Oh, you were one of those um, athletes. Yes, yeah, uh. so I was kind of all around. <laughs> okay. But um, when it got time to get close to making the decision, I knew that I didn't want my sports career to end. Mm-hmm. And um, I just kind of looked into my options and really – Started taking golf serious, getting lessons, um, becoming a better golfer, and realized that there were a lot of good opportunities to be surrounded by really good people and um, getting to play beautiful golf courses and stuff that I've enjoyed. And mm. University of Mobile had a good opportunity for that. Okay, and did you did you receive any offers as far as like basketball or any other sports? Yes, yeah, so it was definitely down to the wire if I was going to play basketball or golf, so I was mm-hmm. just working at both. Um, mm-hmm. I had looked at Sewanee University in Tennessee. Okay. I looked at Berry College. Um, Spring Hill had offered Ooh. me. So, <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. um, But when it came down to deciding, um, University of Mobile was appealing to me because of the reputation the nursing program has and getting to play sports here also, and Coach Jackson was very supportive of my education, knew that that was important to me, but still wanted me to be able to enjoy the sport. Okay. And how did you hear about the University of Mobile? Um, so my mom actually was like doing my research. We came down to tour South Alabama because okay. I didn't know if I was going to play sports for a while, but mm-hmm. in the end I knew I didn't want it to end so soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so she made me come tour, and originally my heart was not in the right place. I was <laughs> – very bitter when we came. I was not open to the idea. It was a small school. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my idea. And this was like, I felt like my one decision for me to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did a private tour in the summer. It was okay. I was not happy, like I said. And we came back in the fall for a UM day. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I was much more open to the idea, had a better mindset, and it was really good seeing all the prospective students. Mm-hmm. Got to meet with Coach Jackson that day, and everyone here was just so welcoming. And the second time I came on campus, I had that peace and knew that this was where I was supposed to be. How many people graduated in your class? How big was your, your high school? Um, so it was 200 students. We were a 6A, barely. Okay. <laughs> okay. And it's a public school, correct? It was a public school. So I assume that you were a bit bitter because public school, transit, looking at a small university, you're just like, I mean, this is nothing. This is. It was just different, too, because in my county, we have one small private school mm-hmm. and there's like 10 students in each grade yeah. and that was just not the normal was both my parents are in education teaching and coaching and so we always were in the public school system mm-hmm. and um it was different I didn't know because people come here and they're homeschooled or have grown up in private school yes. system it was just kind of a little bit of adjustment mm-hmm. when it came down to it when did you like decide that golf was the way to go I decided in around January or February of my senior year. So it was kind of late compared to all my other friends. Either there were a few that were going to play sports, but they knew that one sport that they had and where they wanted to go. Mm -hmm. Or other friends were mainly going to Alabama or Auburn in my class, and so it was very clear to them. So it was stressful, too, because I didn't want to make the wrong decision. Oh, yeah, yeah, This was – I overstressed myself about it, Mm -hmm. thinking, what if it's not right? What if I have to transfer? What if I'm not happy? But – it was a lot of faith put into the Lord to mm-hmm. just guide me here. So when you uh, decided that you were going to attend the University of Mobile, was that during the spring? Yes. Uh, were you still questioning it during the summer? Like, was this the right decision? I actually felt pretty good. I was excited once I signed. I think I signed in April. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really good time. Coach Jackson was able to come down to my school and be there with me on that day. Mm-hmm. I worked all summer preparing for golf, just getting as head of the game as I could and being at my best when I got there. Um, and the transition, it was really exciting to come. I'm three hours away, so mm-hmm. it was hard. I'm close to my family, so that side of it was a little more challenging. But mm-hmm. everyone was so welcoming, and I was just really enjoying it and quickly found a church, which helped a lot. Yeah, and we can go into the uh, church that you're attending in a few minutes, if that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, so you, you come to the University of Mobile. It's only three hours away. What was the biggest obstacle your freshman year? For me, it was definitely um, being away from my sisters. I Mm -hmm. have two younger sisters, Ellie Grace, who is eight years old, and Mm -hmm. then Sarah Beth, who is 16. And um, it's very rare how close we are. I know a lot of siblings fight and argue, but Mm -hmm. they're they're like my kids. And (laughs) um, we had done everything together. And we just knew we could rely on each other. So that was a hard adjustment going to not seeing them. They're so young and didn't understand, but I was excited Mm -hmm. and they didn't get that side of it either. Um, So that was definitely the most challenging. And then just finding like my people Mm -hmm. because I had friends freshman year um, and it was fun and it was fine. But I knew like those weren't like intentional friends that were going to be pouring into me now like I have in my junior year. Mm -hmm. And did you... All the friends that you gain. Well, I think that's one of the best things about the university is because it's so small, like you can find that small friend group that you have. Because, I mean, everybody kind of has like a unique little clique. And I hate that word because it seems like a negative term. But, I mean, in the end, you got people that are willing to – that you can lean on and they'll support you in everything that you're doing. Now you're a junior. You're um, doing a lot of extracurricular things. You're on the UM intramural team. Is that – are you playing or are you helping? I do both. So um, as part of the team, we 
help set up the, for the events mm-hmm. and um, plan out tournaments if we're going to be having that. If the intramural field needs work done, that's on us to keep up that maintenance, um, getting coolers and drinks and snacks for events. If it's going to be like a long evening, um, mm-hmm. we've done glow-in-the-dark dodgeball, so getting a black light set up and everything. So we get to be the hands-on so that everybody can show up and enjoy it. But I also do like participate because it's a good way to – get engaged with students and build that community without yeah. it being intimidating. So is it because intramurals is, is pretty big here at the university. I can say we got all these fields and then they're building the uh, basketball court. Yes. Yes. And I know a lot of people are excited about that. How much work goes into like scheduling, figuring out what days are good or how to sign up and everything. How much work goes into that? Um, so we meet, we try to meet once a week, and sometimes our schedules are so different, but they do a good job of if it's just a couple need to meet a time, then the next ones, and filling in those who might have class. Mm-hmm. But um, we try to stay on top of it as far as getting people engaged and you know being there for them and um, getting everything we need lined up for the events, making sure the equipment's ready, mm-hmm. is the field in good shape, has the grass been cut, bases painted, field lined, mm-hmm. um, Basketballs, beach volleyball, we do a lot of like coolers. We've done slip and slide water slides. Mm. So that took a lot goes into it to make sure that everybody can enjoy it the most. Mm. How did you start working for the intramural teams? Like, how did that happen? So, freshman year, fall semester, Mm. someone had asked me to come out and play flag football. And at the time, a lot of girls were playing. So we were able to have like all girl teams. And then the guys have their separate, which was really fun because girls can be intimidated to come out and play intramurals, which is why I'm glad I get to be on the team to encourage them and like make them feel welcome to come mm-hmm. enjoy it. Cause I love competition. I'll play any sport I out there. Um, yes. <laughs> so um, I had played really enjoyed um, flag football, beach volleyball is a huge thing here. And yes. I quickly got asked to go do that and was staying up way too late playing beach volleyball, but that's okay. <laughs> so when spring semester rolled around and the student life applications came out, I was like, you know, I love this. I would love to, like, help people get involved just like someone did for me. Mm-hmm. And so ever since, I've re-interviewed each year and served on that team. Okay. And you continue to do that during your clinicals as well? I do. We try to – now we have a thing where two or three people take each sport, kind of take the lead. Mm-hmm. And anybody that can help, obviously we would love for them to. But um, I try to do sports serve more of my downtime of the semester um, so that I can help the most I can. But if not, if I have clinicals late, then I'll just come at the end and do cleanup. Or if I can be there early, Mm -hmm. we just kind of, we make it work. Everybody's real flexible and understanding to our schedules. And a lot of us do play sports here for the university. So Yeah, and most of the people on the intramural teams, well, working it, I assume are the ones that participate as well. Yes, we all do. (laughs) It's not just student life. It's through student life, but... um, Anybody, anybody on the campus can play. I got you. I got you. And and it says here that you're an SSAC Leadership Council as well, and you're the vice president? Yes. So what goes all into that? Um, so last year I was asked to join this council. We have two representatives from every team in the conference. Um, so me and another girl last year served on this council, and we do Zoom meetings um, two or three times a month just mm-hmm. talking through um, – specifically right now a big thing is how is COVID at your school how Mm -hmm. is your school handling it what does sports look like practice are you being affected in the classroom Mm -hmm. Um, and we have guest speakers that come and 
talk through us like how to be a good leader, resumes, um, anything like that, getting us ready for the future to be good leaders. And we do a service project once a month. Mm -hmm. And so this is just a good way to hear how other schools are doing things because it might be something we would want to implement in our school to be successful and do better. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to get to know other athletes because these people represent every sport and all the schools in our conference that we only see once a year when it comes conference time. Mm -hmm. And how did you get in the leadership council? Was that just by somebody reached out to you or was it you uh, were interested in doing that? What was it? I actually did not know about it. Um, My coach um, recommended me and Mm -hmm. then other coaches kind of voted on it and talked through it. So then they approached me and asked me. And then this year again, Mike Hall, who's over us and Mm -hmm. over the conference, asked me to stay on the council again and serve as the vice president, just helping guide and keep attendance for our meetings because if you miss so many meetings, you will be asked to leave the council Mm -hmm. and just um, keeping records of everything and communicating to the council when meetings and stuff are. Mm -hmm. And that's something that looks great on a resume. And I mean, you're a nursing major, so you will get a job regardless. (laughs) There's jobs available for you. And you also, you're a University Mobile Ambassador. Yes. And I know, I know what the ambassador program is, but for those that don't know, what is the University Mobile Ambassadors? So it's a, a select set of students that are chosen to represent the university. You go through um, multiple interview processes to mm. become, anybody can apply for this. You do have to have a certain GPA, um, and I actually applied for it my freshman year and did not get it. Mm. It was very competitive that year, mm-hmm. but I knew it was something that I wanted to be a part of because I had done something similar in high school with that. And so um, applied last year, got the position. It's been great getting to know the people. And what we do is work anything from UM days to scholarship banquets, um, donor meals, um, brunches, Easter egg hunts for the university, mm-hmm. any number of events. Anybody can ask ambassadors to come and represent or um, be greeters or serve. And so that's what we do. We just serve the university. Well, how does that work as far? Because you're doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And we, we also have one more thing to cover. You're plugged in with a local church, which is Cottage Hill Baptist, and you're a member and a student leader. So I assume that you have tasks that you do for, the, for Cottage Hill as well. Yes. And what is that? Um, so at College Hill, I mean, it's, it's for me, too. I'm there um, for college mm-hmm. nights, um, just getting poured into and growing as a believer. But also, I work their dean now every year. Mm-hmm. And after working it and getting to know these students, they ask me to continue to volunteer and be a student leader. So mm-hmm. every Wednesday, I get to the church at 530 to begin praying for the students before they arrive. And we um, greet them, help any new people that are there, get, make them feel welcome. Mm-hmm. And then it's our job to sit with that student that's alone and make them feel welcome and just be an example of being attentive and mm-hmm. you know being focused during the service to worship and listening to the message. And if any students need someone to talk to or pray with, that's you know what we're there for. Mm-hmm. And so I do that and then go to college group. And then on Sunday mornings, I get there at nine o'clock to lead seventh grade girls in a life group, which is really exciting because they're at a fun age where they still really take your advice, but they're going through a lot. They're getting in high school and everything. Mm -hmm. So um, Cod Chills allowed me to serve in a lot of ways, which I'm thankful for, but Mm -hmm. it's also blessed me a ton being away from home. So 
like you're doing all these things and especially like in the church specifically like you have because you're a nursing major and i know that the workload is a lot it is so like how do you how are you able to maintain such a, a steady schedule and not be overwhelmed um, I definitely am like best friends with my planner. Okay. Everything gets written down. It's color coded. Oh, I'm, yes. I'm very organized, which I have to be given mm-hmm. my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one way. And just knowing there are times when I have to step back and say, look, this week's been a lot. Cause I mean, I'm a human. It's not always perfect. Oh, I do yes. get overwhelmed. Amen. Um, sometimes I do overcommit just because I want to help. That's just my natural thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is just praying that I know where my time needs to go into. You know, where mm-hmm. where can I make the most difference and still be successful in the classroom? Because at the end of the day, I am here to get an education. Oh, yes. That's the main goal. Yes. Yeah. The goal is to become a nurse. <laughs> and you, and you, you, I mean, you have conference all academic team. You got it in 2021, this past year. And so that means you have been doing well. So when you came in freshman year, did you imagine that you would be doing all these things? I really did not think there would be this much. I um, knew that it was important for me to get plugged into a church mm-hmm. um, just because it made such an impact for me in high school. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know all the um, roles and leadership things that would come with it, getting to serve and pour into students. I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was going to be me going and hearing the word mm. and just taking that back. So when did you realize that, you know, maybe did somebody ask you to be a group leader or was it just you were um, interested? My college pastor had recommended my name to the youth pastors and said, you know, if you need a leader for D-Now, like mm-hmm. he's very involved, very friendly. Um, so they came to me. And then after they were like, we've just seen the way you are with the students. Like, would you be willing to come on Wednesdays? And now I've worked three of their D-Now since being here. And Oof. it's it's rewarding mm-hmm. just getting to see these students at the time of their life and um, seeing God working in them, mm-hmm. it's just super great. It makes it worth it because I get tired sometimes, I and mean, I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. But, we all get tired. Yes. Oh, yes. hundred <laughs> percent. When they offered you that that position, I guess we'll call it position. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. But were you a bit hesitant on saying yes to it? Was it, was it questionable? I was because um, even though I had worked the D now mm-hmm. that first year, my freshman year, I still really didn't know any of the students. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was kind of mind-blowing to me coming from a small town is there were three or 400 students at this day now, and they go to so many different schools. A yeah. lot of them were just friends that were invited or, you know, I'd heard about it, and they weren't there on Wednesday. So even though I had connected with people that weekend, mm-hmm. I still didn't really know a lot of the students going in. And I'm still learning because there's so many of them. There but is. um I've been able to personally connect with certain girls and become mentors to them. And um, the life groups helped a lot to personally get to know them and Mm -hmm. learn names and be intentional. So um, it was a lot, but it's been great. And I mean, even the the college group is pretty big because I remember when I first came there on a Wednesday night, I was like, this is not the average. This is a lot more than the average church has for college kids. How is it like? Because it's not just University Mobile kids. It's also people from South Alabama or other universities or people of our age. Mm -hmm. How is it interacting with them versus interacting with the high school kids? Because, I mean, if you have to think about it, really, the high school kids know that you're a college student and they can be intimidated because it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, this this girl seems to know what she's doing with her life. And they're in high school still trying to figure it out. How is it interacting 
with the college students versus the high school students? I think it's nice to go from the youth uh, service and then go be with college students because you are going through a lot of the same things in life. All of us, majority of us are away from our home. Now, Mm -hmm. there are locals, and that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're going through a lot of the same things. Everyone's balancing school. There's always that time in the semester that gets crazy, and everybody's overwhelmed and exhausted. Um, But it's just nice to have people your age Mm -hmm. that are going through a lot of the same things and getting to be beside each other through that, you Mm -hmm. know, helping them work through that. Or Josh does a great job of... Mm -hmm leading us and preparing us to be the best we can be mm-hmm. for the world. Yes. Um, so I'm glad that I get to be with people that aren't just from the University of Mobile because I am plugged in here and I feel like I know a lot of the people here and oh, it's no, been you great. Do. You do know all <laughs> the people here. <laughs> um, but we have Spring Hill people, University of South Alabama, mm-hmm. people just working locally. Um, and so that's awesome just to get to hear what's going on in their life and how they handle things and just building these relationships. Mm-hmm. And now this is, this is like the personal question that I like to ask everybody that I get on this podcast is what has God been teaching you recently? He's always teaching you something, but what recently the big thing that's been on your mind? What Absolutely. Um, so recently I am halfway through a devotion about patience. Mm. Um which is hard. In every yes. area of your life, you have to have patience. Amen. And there's so much more to the word patience than I realized. Like I thought, you know, growing up, your mom and dad always said, you know, you, you need to be patient now. <laughs> just be patient. Like, so I just thought being this good kid and waiting and not getting irritated quickly was me being patient and being respectful. But uh, there's so much the Bible says about you should be patient because your time is short. Mm. You should be patient because it brings glory to God. And mm-hmm. um, you being patient shows that you are faithful to him and he will, you know, bring you out of this trouble when he sees fit and it will all be for his good. And there's just a lot in life. Um, I'm going through nursing school and it is challenging. Mm-hmm. And um, I doubt myself sometimes, but I'm trying to be patient and mm. knowing that, um it's temporary, mm-hmm. and one day soon I'll get to help people, um, just love on them and help them hopefully become better when they're sick and mm-hmm. struggling. Um, and golf. I mean, golf is such a mentally tough. You have to be so mentally tough to play golf. Mm-hmm. And um, there, it doesn't matter how much you practice, there's still going to be bad days. Mm-hmm. There's going to be days when you don't play your best. Um, but I've learned – I'm, I, right now, I'm practicing patience. <laughs> I um, want my actions and my words to always bring glory to God. Yes. I don't want anyone to ever be able to say, well, Addie said this, but she claims to be a believer. Ooh. I want them to be confident in knowing that my actions and words is why they would want to know God. Mm-hmm. That would draw them closer to Him. And so um, it, there's times on the golf course where you want to throw a club or <laughs> you want to chunk your ball into the water, but I'm trying to be patient in knowing that People are watching, and I have someone far greater than me that I'm representing. Mm. Um, and so it's funny that a lot of areas of my life do challenge me to be patient, and mm-hmm. it's a good way to practice them um, and do that. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that's probably the thing on my mind right now that I'm thinking through a lot with everyday decisions and actions and all the things I'm involved in. And, I mean, church, I mean, I I get tired um 
I work with high schoolers. They're not always paying attention or respectful. They're mm-hmm. learning. And of course. My job is to be patient and be the example to yeah. them. So. And I mean, you, I, I can say that you're more patient than me because um, I was a nursing major and I was just like, I was having those same doubts. I think it was anatomy and physiology that was just like, yeah, you know, I think God is calling me in a different direction. So I took a step away. So kudos to you that you're you're able to juggle all that you're doing on top of being a nursing student. Now, is there a specific like path that you want to go with nursing? Um, I think right now my goal is to go work in a NICU and okay. be um, a NICU nurse. Mm-hmm. Um I've always loved kids. I love babies specifically. And so I think getting to love on them and mm-hmm. be with them when they're sick and their mom and dad can't always be with them is just the route that I feel called to be in. So I'm super excited to see. But anything could happen. You never <laughs> know. Anything peds or NICU that I feel like I want to comfort them and be there for them. Yeah. And where did, where did your interest for nursing come into play i'm sure it was probably in high school i should have asked since yeah. earlier but i forgot that's okay <laughs> um i always knew i i enjoy helping people i enjoy serving and loving on people mm-hmm. um i never thought i'd go into the medical field because when i was younger i could not handle blood mm. i could not handle any of that so everybody thought it was funny when i was like oh i think i want to be a nurse or, mm-hmm. i don't think you can handle it addy <laughs> um so i definitely did some shadowing mm-hmm. a couple different doctors um and um, got to shadow in a NICU actually with a nurse practitioner and oh. at Children's Hospital. And so mm-hmm. that just really confirmed for me because, I mean, it, it's hard to see some of that. You know, it's, it mm-hmm. can be heartbreaking and really discouraging to see such sick babies and mm-hmm. knowing that sometimes there's not always something we can do. But mm-hmm. um, then I saw so many that got to be with their parents and were getting sent home after being there for so long. And I just think the good outweighs the bad there. And I wanted to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so after shadowing and just a lot of time in prayer, I felt confident in it. And mm-hmm. this past summer I worked at children's um, outpatient surgery mm-hmm. and just getting to be hands on with that was incredible. Oh, wow. And you, so like you've managed to like the definition of helping people, because, you know, when people are like, why oh, do you want to be a nurse? And they're like, I love helping people. But you've taken it a step further because outside of nursing, you're doing all these things. You're doing it for the university. You're doing it for intramurals. You're doing it for your church, all of that. And what have like, have you had the chance to just sit back and be like, well, I'm somehow making it through this right now. And it's not really a storm. It's really just a, it's, it's an obstacle. And there's a finish line. How, how have you taken that? throughout this time? Like, have you just been like, I'm really doing this? Or is it more of, you know, maybe I should take a step away from one of these things? How's that been? Um, I've definitely become overwhelmed at times and Mm -hmm. had to sit back and think like, okay, am I just overwhelmed and tired? Or Mm -hmm. is this too much? Do I need to take something off my plate? Like I've, I've debated that before. I'm like, maybe I'm too over involved. Um, and I just always pray that if there's something that I don't need to be doing or something I can do better, mm-hmm. that God would guide me. And so um, I just continue to work through it. And I am a busy person. I'm always busy. If I'm not busy, I'm not usually happy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I can see. If you're playing three sports in high school, then yeah, <laughs> I, can say, I can say that you're busy for sure. <laughs> yes, but it's just always just re- the rewards are just so good that mm-hmm. I get what I get to see and do and 
it's I mean, it's not me. Mm. I mean, he's allowed me to do everything that I get to do and be a part of, and that's why it's all worth it mm. to just give it back to him. Yes, I agree 100%. <laughs> and you saw this is another question that I ask is what since I mean, you really just answered this when it comes to um, talking with the high school kids and youth. What would you tell high school Addie? What would you say? What advice would you give? Um, be patient. Yes, be patient. Of <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I was always bad about comparing myself and was different than people in my class and mm-hmm. had strict parents. Yeah. Um, but now I can see how much it benefited me mm-hmm. in that um, there's uh, my high school um, Sunday school teacher used to always just say it was the simplest thing, but Jesus is just better. Mm-hmm. And there's so many worldly things that are tempting and we want to get caught up in and compare ourselves to. But in the end, like Jesus is just better. Mm-hmm. And I would just continue to remind myself that because through all the challenges I faced in college and throughout life, at the end of the day, I'm able to be at peace and know that it's going to be okay because I serve a mighty God who is capable of so much more. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful that I can put my trust in him and give him all my doubts and worries mm-hmm. and just allow him to work. And I'm glad that you have the opportunity to pour into these high school kids that are struggling. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say struggling. They're just going through it because yeah. it's all just a journey. And I think it's funny when I see high school kids and they're like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. And I'm like, but do you though? Because I mean, I mean, I'm sure God has a different plan for you because I thought I was going to be a nursing uh, student and I was a nursing student for three years, but I didn't do clinicals. Okay. Yeah. Because anatomy and physiology, it, was, it wasn't <laughs> going to work. Um, let's see. So you have, um, you've accomplished so much during this time. What does the future hold? Anybody can say, oh, I'm going to do this here in this city or I'm going to go back home. What what do you think, as of right now, what is your plans after college? Uh, I mean, I think about this a lot and talk <laughs> through friends because graduation will be here before we know it. Mm. Um, and I'm so close with upperclassmen and seeing them go through this time and prepare. But I feel like that I'm not ready to leave my bill yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be here always, if mm. this is like permanently where I want to settle. Mm-hmm. But I just... Um, have seen so much happen, seen how I've been able to grow. And I just don't think that I'm done with Cottage Hill. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm ready to leave it yet. Um, I think there's more I can do. I think there's a lot more it has to offer me. Mm-hmm. And so um, my plan is to stay in Mobile for at least a couple more years and start work down here. There's some great hospitals, and I've met a lot of good people through clinical so far mm-hmm. and just continuing getting to be a part of Cottage Hill. Okay. With, because I know. Nurses have a very hectic schedule. Will it work to where you can still do what you're doing as well as being a full-time nurse? I think it would just, I think it would just, it just depend. depends. Yeah. Because ideally working three twelves, but that just changes mm-hmm. depending on the week. But um, I know just even through school, I mean, there's some Wednesdays where I'm like, today's been a day Mm -hmm. or I'm out of, you know, I've got clinicals late. I'm not good. Sometimes I do have to miss like the youth group and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're understanding for them. They're like, be here when you can, Mm -hmm. you know, like we want you here whenever you can be a part of it. And so 
the Wednesdays might look a little different, but I wouldn't expect Sundays to change, or at least usually one of one or either would work. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna do whatever I can I to continue you. to do that. I'm still surprised because I didn't even. It, just dawned on me that you do attend like all of the athletic events. Like I see you like probably more than I should because I'm only in the athletic department. But how do you have time to also attend the games and do what you're doing? Um, I definitely like to get up. Not super early. I'm not a crazy early person. How but early? I, um, probably like 7, 7.30. That is crazy early. <laughs> that is crazy early. <laughs> so I like to get up and get ahead of things. Like if I know there's certain homework I need to do mm-hmm. or if that's the only time of day I'm going to be able to spend my quiet time, then it's worth it to me to get up so that if there's other things I want to go enjoy mm-hmm. or support that I'm able to. Mm-hmm. And that because the other sports are important to me. Mm-hmm. I have friends on every team. Mm-hmm. I want them to have support because when you're in college, you don't always your family can't always be here. So yes. it's important for the university, I feel like. Mm-hmm. to support each team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I mean, I love sports. I said I love competition. If we're ever playing William Carey or Spring Hill, Ooh. like, oh yeah, we're taking them down. That's you know, facts, that's facts, our rivals. Facts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so um, if it means getting up a little bit earlier to get the necessary studying um, or workout or devotion done, mm-hmm. then I'm willing to do that so that come the evening I can support or spend time with people mm-hmm. and you so like when it comes to the athletic department because i know it's like people have their clicks and it's like you know some sports teams don't talk don't associate with other sports teams that's just how it is i think in america because i mean if you talk to other athletes from foreign countries they're like oh it doesn't matter but you seem to break that mold because you said you're fr- friends with every well someone on each team and that all happened like freshman year or is that just through time how did that come about it's definitely been through time mm-hmm. um and obviously it started with the golf team. Mm-hmm. And originally I was not close with the men's team as much. Mm-hmm. Um, they just kind of did their own thing. When I came into the women's program, it was myself and two other girls. Mm-hmm. So very small. Um, and they had just always kind of done their own thing. So that took time in itself just to become friends and practice together yeah. and uh, break that little barrier, <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. And then other teams, I mean, I quickly – um, between Ram Rush and we've started FCA on our campus oh, yeah. has really been able to connect with other teams. And I'm glad because, I mean, when I came in, mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is a music school. It is. And it, it, it scared me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I called my mom and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I know nothing about music. Mm-hmm. That's I've always done sports. Mm-hmm. And um, but now I have friends even in that. Like, yeah. I love to go support them. I love Christmas spec. Mm-hmm. So I think it's sometimes stepping out of your comfort zone and being willing to introduce yourself. And once you find that one person, like a couple of athletes, mm-hmm. they're able to introduce you to more. And it just continues to grow like the people, you know, and wanting to support. Yeah. And I, I mean, it goes back to um, stepping out of your comfort zone. And I know like because it is a music school, I came in here and I was a part of the music department for five years during my undergrad and uh, transitioning to athletic department, like strictly nothing but athletics. I'm just like, does anybody know that the athletic program exists? Because I, I think there was at one point there was a girl in the music department that didn't even know that we had a basketball gym, like didn't even know what was past the calf. And so um, being able to integrate and associate with people in other departments. And I mean, yeah, it kind of is a music school because it's so big, but like I, I 
come to appreciate the athletic department more because you know it is it's, it's another family basically yes. and so that that's that's something that's really important to me that I've learned through my time in my master's program so with nursing one thing that I can say is that I didn't even know you were a nursing major like I didn't see it I didn't notice it like you never look stressed you're always dressed down you're never in scrubs and I, well that's because I don't get out during the day <laughs> but I can say that you're like the outlier when it comes to nursing students because you managed to affiliate with all the things that you're doing on top of the heavy workload. And I mean, I I never had to experience the workload in the, with the clinicals. Thank God I didn't because I don't think I could do it. So you, you definitely have patience for sure, 100%. <laughs> so with that, is there any other advice that you would like to give, any words of wisdom that you've learned throughout your time here at the University of Mobile? I think that it's important to branch out, like I said, mm -hmm. and do as much as you can, mm -hmm. no matter how scary it may seem at the beginning. Because like I said, as long as you trust the Lord, he'll provide. And there may be times when he's like, this is too much. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're trying to overdo it. Yes. But um, everything I've gotten to be a part of has only helped me become a better version of myself and built so many connections and so many friends that support me through everything. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, just trusting God and yeah, that's it. Just really getting getting involved. Don't be scared to get involved and just trust God through it all. Yes, because I mean, the worst that can happen is just, I mean, you don't learn anything from it. But I mean, it's always worth reaching out and doing the best you can. But I really appreciate you coming on and recording with me today. Do you have any questions for me? I don't. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. we. Ha I had to get you on because everybody knows you. You're famous <laughs> on campus. And which is a good thing, because, I mean, you're like a multi-talented athlete and student. So, congratulations. Thank you. But, yes, uh, this has been another episode of the University of Mobile Athletic Podcast. Tune in next week for the next episode. My name is Shonda Hope, sports information grad assistant, and we are out. <laughs> <laughs>